You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malasi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. And we're kicking off this podcast a few days before the audiobook officially releases so that you can get a taste of the story. This podcast will drop a new episode every day for the first week until the full audiobook releases on October 6, 2023. After that, you can tune in each Friday to hear the next chapter in this story. Now, let's dive in. Chapter 5 A shock zips through me and I bolt upright, gasping for breath. She's alert, sir. A woman kneeling on the floor next to me says. The empty syringe in her hand causes me to try to move away from her, but my bound hands and feet make it almost impossible. With a rush, everything comes back to me. Waking up in the forest, the soldiers, the other teens, golden eyes. The man comes into view as though he could read my thoughts. Good. We're two mics out. Prepare for landing. Yes, sir. The woman puts the needle in a box, seals it, and then stands. My muddled brain struggles to process everything. I look down and immediately wish I hadn't. My stomach roils. I'm suspended in the air, the tops of trees passing by in a blur beneath me. Where am I? What's going on? The questions burst from my mouth, coated with fear. The soldiers ignore me, and I open my mouth to ask again, desperation pushing aside any sane thought. Girl, I would stay quiet if I were you. The words are a whisper, but they catch my attention. The girl who spoke is bound inches away from me on my right, and as I crane my neck to look behind me, my mouth drops open. Somehow, all the teens from the clearing are in this vehicle, but the ground beneath us and the sky above us are as clear as if we were floating in midair. It's like being in an enormous bubble. The glass darkens, and there's a shift as the vehicle goes downward. Gasps sound from among the teens. Silence! Golden Eye shouts. There's a whimper from one girl, but it cuts off quickly. I look at the girl next to me, the one who risked speaking to warn me. Dark black curls frame her face, and her creamy brown skin is smooth except for her forehead, which is wrinkled in concentration. Piercing eyes study me, and I want to squirm under the weight of her inspection. Then she looks away, staring straight ahead, almost as though she's dismissed me. Before I can decide if the action annoys me or not, the vehicle descends rapidly and then settles with a light thump. My heartbeat quickens. A door on the side of the vehicle slides up, and a massive man's shadow is outlined against the brightness of the outdoors. He enters, each footfall shaking the floor as he approaches Golden Eyes. His hair is a little longer and more unkempt than the other men in uniform, and a scar runs over his cheek. Golden Eyes salutes him. You're late, the big man says, saluting him back. Golden Eyes slides a glance at me, and my skin prickles under the hatred in his eyes. His nose has an ugly red mark across it. Not too late. Before the big man can respond, Golden Eyes turns toward the other soldiers. Get these scumbags up and out of the transport, and to the hall for their first debriefing! Sir, yes, sir! 
The soldiers respond in unison, and then they are among us, yanking people to their feet. One of them approaches me, grabs my arm, and pulls me up. My head spins, and aches I didn't even know I had suddenly make themselves known. I blink and take a staggering step, hindered by the bindings on my legs tying me to the teens on either side of me. The girl who spoke to me earlier nudges me gently with her shoulder. Breathe through the pain, she mutters under her breath, and for the love of anything that is good, don't do anything else to make them notice you, especially since I'm standing right next to you. Before I can respond, they propel us out of the transport. The brightness outside slams me in the face, and my head throbs as they lead us toward a building close by. I try to look around, get an idea of where I am, but there's no time as soldiers push and shove us into the building. It's as though I'm walking in a pain-filled fog, and there's no opportunity to process anything. I'm living a nightmare. How did this happen? The room they lead us into is cavernous, and the lighting is far different from anything I've experienced before. The soldiers shove us and yell at us until we are in straight lines and fill the space. Once we are in the positions they want us in, they remove the bindings on our legs and wrists. When they remove the bindings from the blonde girl on my left, she thanks them. Silence! The soldier shouts in response. The girl's eyes widen, but she nods once. As soon as mine are removed, I rub my hands over my chafed wrists, each throb, every pulse of pain, all of it a reminder that this is real. The pounding in my head intensifies. Attention! The voice thunders from the huge man who entered the transport upon our arrival. He strides into the room, followed closely by golden eyes. The lines of young people around me seem to stand straighter and tension pulsates through us, pulling us together tighter than the plastic bindings that were just removed. Only one row of teens stands between me and the two soldiers as they come to a stop at the front, turn on their heels and face us, hands linked behind their backs. Golden Eyes scans the room and then his attention lands on me. His eyes narrow, and though I don't break eye contact, I can't help but wish I was farther back and hidden among the other teens, or able to inflict more damage on the man than I already have. I am Staff Sergeant Andor Valerius, and I am your senior drill instructor, the big man says. I am assisted by drill instructor Sergeant Laban Meritus. He gestures to Golden Eyes, who takes a step forward and then steps back. At least now I have a name, but the man doesn't seem worthy of a name. You will call us Sergeant Valerius and Sergeant Meritas. The words are precise, measured, and very loud. One thing I know already, I won't be calling Golden Eyes Sergeant or giving him any title that would show respect. Even if it's only in my head, I'm calling him Laban. You are in a city called Talionis, and you are our first wave of recruits, Sergeant Valerius continues. What? The curly-haired girl on my right mutters so quietly I almost don't hear her. I'm sure you have questions, Drill Instructor Valerius continues, but I'm not interested in hearing them. Follow the orders given to you by the soldiers of Squadron 7 and by your instructors. Is that understood? We all stare at him, silent. He asked if that was understood, Laban shouts. We need to hear a yes, sir, now! Yes, sir, everyone shouts in response. A sadistic smile spreads across his face. 
My heart skips a beat. Before he says another word, I know I don't want to hear it. Forget where you came from, Laban says. Forget the life you knew. You are now recruits of Talionis. His voice rises as he speaks, his fist pounding the air. Terror claws at me. I shake. No, no, no. Slow clapping from the back of the room interrupts my frantic thoughts. I turn with the other teens to find the source, and my jaw drops open. My head injury must be worse than I thought, because I'm seeing double. The man who just entered the room looks strikingly like Sergeant Valerius, except for his well-groomed hair and the look of gratification on his face that's the opposite of Sergeant Valerius's impassive, closed expression. I'd bet a week of trading bonds they're brothers. Well said, Sergeant Meritas, well said. The man strides to the front of the room with a confidence bordering on arrogance. Both sergeants are at attention and the newest soldier salutes them. At ease. He spreads his legs shoulder width apart and tucks a hand into his pocket. He has a red band around his left sleeve with black streaks running through it, which is something I haven't seen on anyone else's uniform. Good morning. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Keenan Valerius, and it's a pleasure, he places his free hand over his heart, to welcome you to Talionis. I'm sure you're all wondering what's going on. Your questions are completely understandable, but I'm here to personally welcome you and give you an explanation of what your lives will look like in the days to come. I lean forward. We have recruited you into a special military force. This is not something to fear. You're about to enter a new life, and this will give you opportunities that, I guarantee you, are unlike anything you have ever even dreamed of. He smiles, looking as pleased as if he had just given us all a wonderful gift. We recognize that this life will be a complete departure from what you're used to, but we're certain with time and routine, you'll come to see the many benefits of being recruits of Talionis. My eyes narrow as he speaks. It's like they expect us to be happy we're here. Your days will be filled with lessons and trainings, Colonel Valerius continues. In the beginning, they will include physical conditioning, training in technology, and education in the history and ways of Talionis. After a while, you'll be introduced to weaponry training and warfare strategies. You are here to become vital parts of this city and ambassadors for Talionis in the North American region. Do well, and we will reward you. This doesn't make sense. The wound on my head throbs. Weapons? Warfare? Physical conditioning? What exactly are they planning to do? And what purpose could I possibly have in their plans? My heart pounds out a staccato beat with each question. The first month and a half will be the same for all of you as you become familiar with the city and go through basic training and preparations. You, he fans his arm out at us, were each chosen for a variety of reasons and you'll be placed into groups and assigned training to reflect those reasons. Chosen. I never thought... That word would sound like a curse, but right now it does. During these beginning weeks, we will observe you to confirm if your original assignment is the best fit for you. After that, you'll enter into more intensive training geared toward specific areas. Whoa, wait a second. A dark-haired guy in front of me steps forward. Stop acting like this is some kind of honor or something. We don't want to be here. 
A spark of admiration for his bravery ignites in me, but it's immediately squelched when I glimpse Colonel Valerius's face pinched in frustration. Laban stalks toward the young man, his golden eyes raging. His arm flashes out and collides with the dark-haired boy's face, knocking him backward. Before he can raise his hands to defend himself, Laban hits him again. He crashes into me, and I stumble back. He pushes away from me, and Laban throws an uppercut into his jaw. I look at Colonel Valerius, half expecting him to stop Laban, but he's ignoring the situation, brushing at a stray piece of lint on his sleeve. Never talk to a soldier of Talionis that way again. Show some respect. Laban steps back, and the ragged, pain-filled breathing of the boy who voiced his opinion haunts the air with a clear warning. Blood pounds through my veins and thunders in my ears as I stare at the boy who seems almost unable to stay on his feet. A part of me wants to step forward, help the guy. I don't want this to be as bad as it seems. It can't be. Then I look up and find Laban studying me, as though he's daring me to do something, anything, to give him an excuse to beat me, too. The whispered words from the girl on my right about not doing anything to make them notice me come to mind. I stifle a groan. I haven't done anything since we arrived, but Laban Meritas knows who I am. Maybe I'm not as brave as the guy in front of me, but I can at least be brave enough to not cower in front of this tyrant. I thrust out my jaw and stare back at him, earning a scowl in return. Drill instructors Sergeants Valerius and Meritas will be primarily responsible for your basic training. Colonel Valerius continues as though nothing happened, a small insidious smile curling the corners of his mouth. Because of your delay, Professor Mandeville could not be here to meet you, but he will be your technology instructor. Miss Elva Trill will teach you about Talionis. In the coming weeks, you will be introduced to your instructors in warfare strategies and weaponry training. There will be others who will assist your primary instructors, and you'll be meeting them as you go about your training. My hands twist together. I don't want to hear anything else. What I want is for none of this to be happening. I shift and a flare of pain burns from a bruise on my side. The shoulders of a girl in front of me are shaking, like maybe she's crying. I swallow hard. I refuse to break down like that. Whether or not I want it to be happening, it is happening. I clench my jaw and drag my attention to Colonel Valerius. This is a lot to take in, but you will find serving Talionis and the commander well worth everything. He spreads his arms wide. Welcome to your new home. I'll leave you in the capable hands of your drill instructors. With those words, he turns, says something to Laban that causes him to nod curtly, and exits the room through a side door. Sergeant Valerius steps forward. You will now be led to the tailors to receive your standard recruit uniform. Change immediately and give your old clothes to the tailors. Males will then be given haircuts and females will be taken to their living quarters to drop off their second uniform. You'll then be led to the dining hall for chow and further instructions. Obey every command immediately, Laban shouts. Delays will be punished. Understood? Yes, sir, echoes around the room. What did you say? Laban barks. Yes, sir. The shout is deafening, and as much as I don't want to join in, I say it along with the other recruits. Laban's watching me, and I need more information about what's going on here before I do something that gets me beaten. Or worse. Squadron 7, Sergeant Valeria says. Take the recruits where they need to go. Yes, sir. 
the soldiers of the squadron pull sticks from their belts and direct us through a set of doors on the opposite side of where Colonel Valerius exited. I scan the room as I follow the crowd of teens toward the door, searching for a sign of Jackson or Lency, both wishing for the comfort of having them here and also desperately hoping they're still back in Derby and not facing this nightmare. Relief and disappointment add their discordant ripples to my muddled brain when I don't see any sign of either of them. My name's Ari, the blonde girl on my left says, interrupting my thoughts. What are your names? I glance over, unsure if she's serious. Somehow she's smiling right now. The girl on my right snorts out a laugh. <laughs> girl, after all that, you're really introducing yourself? She shakes her head. I'm Nika. They look at me. Bria. Nice to meet you both. Ari squints over at a nearby soldier. What do you think those sticks do? They seem crafted for a purpose, but I can't figure it out. Nika and I exchange a quick look, and I have the strangest urge to smile. With everything going on, all we just heard, we're exchanging pleasantries, and Ari is interested in a stick. The mix of normalcy and strangeness feels odd. A zap from behind us cuts through the air. I spin around to find a recruit on his knees, clutching his side. A soldier stands over him, stick poised, an electric current buzzing on the tip. Get up, recruit, and get moving. We don't have all day. When the guy doesn't immediately rise to his feet, the soldier zaps him again with a stick. He cries out in pain. The soldier leans down into his face. Get up. Why are you all standing around? A female soldier near the door shouts. Do we tell you to stop? I don't think so. Move or be shocked. She smacks her stick against her palm, and everyone half walks, half jogs through the door. I fall into step with Nika and Ari, strangely comforted by the two girls I just met, and pass through the door. My body aches, my mind can't process everything I've seen and heard in the past hour, and one thought throbs above everything else. My life, as I knew it, is over. I hope you're looking forward to continuing this story. There will be a new episode every day for the first week until the audiobook releases on October 6, 2023. Then you can tune in each Friday to hear the next chapter. Or if you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold once it's released. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malesi. <laughs>